Counting Sheep Liam works for APT. Animals are people too. His is a nasty job. On good days, Liam visits livestock ships to make sure conditions on board are not entirely barbaric for the animals. On bad days, he visits slaughterhouses to make sure animals are being destroyed according to the most recent government regulations. It's brutal work, as every day Liam sees perfectly peaceful, contrite domestic farm animals like cows, goats, sheep, and chickens stunned into submission with either a stun gun or a captive bolt before having their necks severed. The following account tells the story of why Liam does this work. Liam grew up in Boston and Dublin. His father was often away at sea, a ship's captain for Maersk shipping. Liam was a tall, strapping, good-looking youth with a lilting Irish brogue that charmed the girls and entertained the boys. He possessed a fabulous wanderlust, and from his mid-teens, he often set off on solo journeys to distant ports. The lad might venture down to the corner store to buy his mother a pack of cigs and not return for a fortnight. She worried some at first, but soon realized Liam was her husband's son, and so knew it would be a fool's errand to try and hold the lad captive. He needed wide-open spaces, the way eagles need wings. Liam traveled the world on freighters, carrying cars from Tokyo to Los Angeles, televisions from Shanghai to New York, wheat from Chicago to Oslo. He worked as a crewman, swabbing decks, painting hulls, cleaning latrines, peeling potatoes. Any work would do, as long as he could be at sea en route to some foreign port. Once back on land, money in his pocket, Liam drank and hoard until penniless, then back aboard another ship bound for another port. In this freewheeling way past his late teens and most of his twenties. He caught the clap more than once, brawled regularly, and lived almost exclusively on beer, whiskey, and meat. Any beer, whiskey, or meat would do. Pig, cow, lamb, chicken, bacon, burgers, chops, fried, boiled, barbecued. Liam lived hard. Liam gave little thought to the past, present, or future. He gave even less thought to the meaning of life or what his role might be here on earth. He just wanted to feel the sea breeze on his face, taste the salt air on his tongue, lift a pint with any like-minded fellow, and screw every lady of the night from Bangkok to Boston, where he dropped anchor a couple times a year to hug his mama and visit the dentist. A few years back, in the late summer, Liam found himself in Odessa on the Black Sea, He stayed several weeks, as the weather was fine, the bars friendly, and the girls gaga for his American greenbacks. But when his dough ran low, he had to make a quick run across the Black Sea on a small freighter carrying grain to Constanta 
on the coast of Romania. His meager paycheck for this short haul lasted but a few days. He needed another ship, and he needed it without delay. So Liam signed on as a cook's helper on the Queen's Hind Quarter, an enormous livestock carrier registered in Palau. The idea of living on board with 15,000 captive sheep bound for Saudi Arabia wasn't exactly Liam's idea of a first-rate sea adventure, but sometimes, sometimes in life, you can't be too choosy. The Queen's hind quarter left Costanta in late October for the eight-day passage to Jeddah. The voyage would take them across the Black Sea, through the Bosporus, over the Sea of Mamara, through the Dardanelles, and into the Aegean. From there, the massive ship, transporting 15,000 beasts to their demise, would steer south into the Mediterranean until it reached the Suez Canal at Port Said. Once clear of the canal, the hindquarter would sail through the Gulf of Suez and into the Red Sea, finally docking in Jeddah on the Arabian coast. Liam found the itinerary to his liking. He looked forward to passing through the Straits and the locks of Suez. This would be his first visit to Saudi Arabia. He felt certain if he could get laid there, he could get laid anywhere. Still, he would have much preferred to haul cars or electronics or even foul-smelling fertilizer to live animals. All those live animals behind bars packed together ass-to-elbow, gave him the heebie-jeebies. Before he even reached the top of the gangplank, he heard those thousands of sheep bleating and baying. Their constant laments freaked Liam out, made his skin crawl, as it definitely sounded like these stupid animals were petrified, terrified, out of their heads with fear, stress, and uncertainty. If he'd had a roll of cash on his person, he would have abandoned ship and awaited a quieter passage. But before he even reached his bunk, anchors were raised, lines unleashed, and the dock left behind. Liam barely had time to stow his gear, find the galley, and begin his duties when suddenly the general alarm sounded. At first, the galley staff ignored the noisy blasts, with one of the cooks assuring the others it was just the captain checking the emergency systems. But then, quite obviously, the hind quarter began to list to starboard. Enough list to send pots, pans, dishes, and cups sliding and crashing to the galley floor. The alarms continued, and orders issued for all crew to report topside. By the time Liam reached the main deck and went out into the open air, the ship had heeled over far enough to make it difficult to stand without hanging onto a wall or a railing. The October morning was brisk, the sky cloudless and deep blue. Liam could hear the trapped sheep bleating and baying over the chaos and confusion. He wondered if he might somehow release the animals from their pens, give them a fighting chance, as clearly the queen hindquarter was soon to roll over entirely and soon thereafter sink. 
The enormous livestock carrier did exactly that just minutes later, but not before all crew members were overboard into life rafts with no human lives lost. 32 sheep were saved. 32 sheep pulled into rowboats, wet, shivering, and scared shitless. The remainder of the 15,000 sheep aboard the Queen Hindquarter were lost, all drowned in the Black Sea after a great deal of terror, thrashing about, and suffering. So that some humans somewhere might have a bit of mutton with their rosemary roasted potatoes. <laughs>